Welcome to Fast Cars and Freedom, your worst take network NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. Joining me today is my boy, Matt. What up, girl? And then we have a special guest for you guys today. He is the driver of the number four Connect Mobile One Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports and the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series, Raphael Lassard. Welcome to the show, Raphael. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, so I think we planned on starting at your early career when you were much younger and then going to Talladega. But after Matt and I talked today, they're like, there's like no way we could not just immediately right off the bat say congratulations for your win at the Chevy Silverado 250 at Talladega this weekend. Your first truck series win. Like that was incredible to it was watch. Amazing. <laughs> it was a uh, it was pretty incredible to drive through. <laughs> first time on uh on Talladega, uh second super speedway i mean it's it's just a dream come true i mean i've been working super hard to trying to get better and trying to uh, learn as fast as i could and it's been uh, it's been pretty tough some uh sometime this season we've had speed but sometimes we didn't have the luck we needed but uh everything was on our side at Talladega, and it went really well how much fun was it driving at Talladega? Because that's that's one of my favorite races to watch. But I feel like it just has you have to be white knuckling that steering wheel the entire time. Like, because like I think it was like lap twelve was one of the, one of the first big wrecks happened and that caution came out and it was all right behind you. Yeah, it was it was right behind me. I saw it coming because I felt like they were racing really hard for the first few laps and I was just trying to ride and take care of my. Toyota Tundra for the end of the the race and yeah you gotta be really smooth with everything uh, you gotta pace yourself and not be too aggressive and just keep yourself calm and my spotter Tony Rain uh, did a great job at it because sometimes I was like damn I, I want to make move I want to go and mm-hmm. they were they were holding me back for a while just trying to ride and trying to to make sure we're there at the end and it worked out really well. We we were we put ourselves in a position where we could win on the last restart, uh, starting third. And I mean, my crew chief told me, you go as hard as you can. You never lift. You push as hard as you can, or you get pushed as hard as you can, and you all don't do it. So that's what I did, and I got a good push. I pushed Stuart Friesen really good, mm-hmm. and then he tried to block uh, the outside lane. And he opened the door for me, and Ben Road gave me a heck of a push. It was a, I was just holding on to it. I, I think both of my wheel were off the racetrack. Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> I was I was actually going to ask you that because I saw in your post race interview you said you didn't know who in the hell was pushing you, but so you figured it out. It was Ben Rhodes. Yeah, it was Ben Road uh, behind me, and I don't know if he was uh, trying to help me or. He was like, oh, I'm not lifting and I'm just going to push him and whatever happened, it happens. But I mean, at the end, uh, thanks to him, because we we were super fast on that inside lane. <laughs> you were. Did you have you actually watched it back? Have you seen the last three laps of that race? Yeah, I think I've watched it like 20 times and I don't get <laughs> tired of it. <laughs> Because speaking of aggressiveness, it looked like you put a hell of a block on Ben Rhodes with two to go. 
And that's how he ended up behind you. Cause you did, like you said, it, you started out pushing Stuart Friesen and that's how he got so far ahead of everybody. And then it looked like you kind of went outside a little bit and Ben Rose was going to come on the inside of you. And then you came down and as soon as you did, he connected with your bumper and then it was pretty much over from there. He was pushing you and there was no stopping you two together. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I was uh, driving with my mirror, just looking in my mirror, just trying to, to, I was hoping, I was screaming in my helmet. I was like, come on, you got to push me, push me, let's go. <laughs> and, and I think he, he listened to me and he, or he heard me because he pushed me really, really hard. And yeah, I ended up with the win. It, it's, it just feels, it feels good. It feels very good. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like winning a race, let alone winning your first race and then being so young, being Canadian in what's typically an American dominated sport, because there's not a lot of other um, non-American drivers in NASCAR. Like, can't even imagine what that feels like for you. But seriously, congratulations. It was awesome for us fans to watch and super cool. It's always amazing being a first time winner. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And. Uh, it was also really cool to to win with my partner Kanak on board uh, with us this year. It's a company from Quebec, so we were both from uh, me from Quebec and my sponsor from Quebec. So it was very good exposure for for them, and uh, I'm just really happy that we got it done. No, that's that's, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And hats off to you for that burnout afterwards too. You were burning yeah. tires down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was my first burnout ever after a win. Like I never got to do one because every time I won, uh, I win a super race. I had like uh, to take care of my equipment. Like I, it was hard on the on the car, so I was just trying to never do a burnout. And then I I, I was like, all right, I, when I win my first truck race, I'm gonna do a. A really good, a good one, a good burnout, and it it was so much fun. <laughs> oh, you you nailed it, man! That was awesome. It was a good <laughs> burnout. It was a damn good burnout. Ah, oh. but speaking of being Canadian, right? So there's been quite a few of Canadian racers or race car drivers in like the Indy series or Formula Lo Formula One, but there's not been a lot of Canadian drivers, if any, at this level in NASCAR. So like did you choose the path of nascar or did that just kind of happen because of the path you were already taking in the sport yeah i mean uh when uh, my my i grew up watching my dad race and he was just doing it for fun because he loved it and he was racing at my local short track five minutes from my house and all over quebec and it was just uh oval racing that's all i knew and I started racing uh, in uh, the mini stock class at the oval uh, close to my house, and it's just never. I never really thought about going uh, Formula One or anything like that. It was always all about turning left and uh, NASCAR. <laughs> that that's what I wanted to do, and it's it's cool because I know there there haven't been a lot of Canadian, but there's been uh, Patrick Carpentier. That's been uh, in the Cup Series full time a year, and he's a really good driver. And he he was coming from Indy, Indy cars. So uh, I have a 
sometimes when I look at it, I feel like I got a different uh, path. I took a different path than some some other Canadian driver. Like if you think about uh, Alex Tagliani, uh, Andrew Ranger, they have they had a lot of success in racing, and they all came from like IndyCar, pretty much. Yeah. Speaking of your early start to your career, so your first win came at the Autodrome on your twelfth birthday. Is that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is wild. What did you guys? How did you guys celebrate that? Because that had to be huge. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. I, I think it's one of my best birthday ever. Like I just started <laughs> racing at eleven years old that year. It was my third race ever, and oh, wow. I ended up winning at my twelfth birthday. So it was the best gift I could ever ask for, and then. We went all at my house the next day, I think, and we just uh, celebrated. All my family was there, and uh, we celebrated my birthday and the win, and my car was outside, and uh, we just, uh, it was a lot of fun. That, that had to be one hell of a party. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was still a kid, so I was just having fun with my cousin, and uh, my parents were celebrating my birthday, and uh, my uncle, my aunt, and everyone, but I was just like uh, playing soccer in the in my yard, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he just won his first race car race, and he's out there playing soccer like any twelve-year-old would be. Just another That's day. Awesome. <laughs> so, you raced in the Quebec Sportsman and Super Late Models in Canada, and you were the youngest driver in history to take part in the Quebec Sportsman Series. Did you know at that time, because you were really, really young, like now you're, you're only 19, but did you know then what a big deal it was to be the youngest driver in history to do that? Or is that something like you look back now or look back on now? And like, that was actually something like, that's something really, really cool to be proud of. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, I feel like I knew that I was really young. Because I didn't have experience at all, pretty much. And I was racing against my dad that year. My dad was racing in the uh, Sportsman Quebec series. And I grew up watching him racing that series. And I was just... uh, It was so much fun that year because I could race against him. And we were really busy working on two cars. And three cars because I was still... I still had my... My first car that I was racing sometimes, so I would race both series. And it was, now that I look at it, it's crazy because I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, damn, I look like a, I look like a baby pretty much. <laughs> I was wearing my, what's funny is I was wearing one of my dad's old suits. So it was very, way too big for me. <laughs> so it, it was pretty, when I think about it, it was it was really cool. <laughs> Speaking of that, how how was that racing your dad? Like, did you race him a little bit harder than everybody else? Uh, no, cause uh, he was uh, he was my biggest sponsor, so <laughs> I, had be, <laughs> I had to be careful. But we had good side by side racing, and I remember one of the second race of the season. I think uh, my mom was uh, was uh, I took my dad's spotter. I was my sister. And my mom had to spot my dad. Uh, and my dad was asking, where is Raphael running? Where is he? And my mom said, 
well, you better focus because he's, he's about to pass you. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's yeah, that, it's really good memories. That is really cool. I can imagine. I read somewhere that your dad sold off all of his um, racing stuff, his cars and everything to like help move your career forward. Is that how that happened? Yeah, so after this this year when I ran Sportsman, I was 12, and then the end of the year, I was 13, the end of the season, and we bought a super late model. And uh, I, w- I went to race in Oxford, Maine, in Oxford Plains Speedway. And just to try, I was like 13, and my dad was like, well, we're going to... Tr- there is a lot of cars there, so we're going to try to qualify. So we just bought it, and there's like 30 or 40 cars, and I'm P8, I think, in practice, like something like uh, nobody thought. I surprised everyone. And then we go out to qualify, and I didn't have the good transmission in that car that we bought, so I couldn't shift on restart. So I would, I was just in high gear on restart, and it would... It wouldn't go size. I went from uh, like P5 to last and I didn't make it in. And then I went in the last chance race and same thing. I I was passing the last guy to for the transfer spot on the last lap and he just cleared me by a nose. So we went back home that year and uh, we didn't get to race. But my dad was like, damn, we're, we got speed and he's pretty good. So he sold everything all Every race car we had before, his race car, uh, his uh, equipment and everything, and s- sold it, sold my co- both of my cars and his car, so we I could go racing a uh, full season in the passenger series, so we had enough uh, uh, money and sponsor to go race that, and then uh, that was a crazy year of learning after that. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, pretty it was, incredible. Uh, my- uh, I've uh, my parents are really really nice and they done <laughs> a lot of sacrifice and I can't de- thank them enough. You're the youngest, aren't you? You have two older sisters. Yeah, just... I I'm the youngest by ten and twelve years. Oh wow! Yes. <laughs> wow, I did read your birthday it was July fifth, two thousand one. So yeah. my birthday is July sixth, so I just think that's pretty cool. Just That's cool. Yeah. I have, I have one of my friends that is July 4th. Oh, wow. What are the chances? It sounds like <laughs> we should all just be friends then, Raphael. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I know, I believe it was in 2016 where you had your first full se- Was it your first full season with David Gilliland Racing in the Car Super Late Model? Yes. And you won you won the Car Super Late Model Tour Championship that year. Yep. Yeah, and I won the, the, with David Gillen. So I started, I did the Speed Weeks in Pro Late Model, and then we switched to Super Late in the car store. Right, and you were only the second non-American to, to do that behind another Canadian, was it not? Uh, yeah, the, the, I think, Mario Goslin, yeah, was the other Canadian to win a championship. I think it's like when we were researching to prepare for this interview with you. It's like 
I, all the accolades, like all the things you've done is like the youngest Canadian or the first Canadian or the first non-American or like you became the youngest Canadian driver to win a major American stock car series championship. Like it's so incredible at only 19 years old, what you've been able to accomplish so far. And it's just <laughs> Thank like, you. It's mind it just, blowing. Yeah. And I like, I don't want to just build, I did. It was hard to not just build questions talking about how all this awesome stuff that you've managed to do so far in your life. But like, I mean, it has to be talked about how incredible at 19 years old that you've done so many things. Um, and especially in like American stock car sports, like it's just incredible. Um, thank you. Thank you. But I know, like you were saying earlier, like you, you were switching series and cars and stuff. And I think it was like from between the ages of like 14 and 17, you raced in like several different series, including like I think the Pinty, the K&N Pro Series East, the car super late model the arca menards and then you were also taking classes what was it like four hours a week to learn english and yes and i assume also in high school i'm not exactly yeah sure i was the... i was thinking taking english in high school but it was like we'll learn a little bit but uh, not enough so i needed to go after school uh, to do private uh, classes to to try to learn the basic of english all the so i could move here and then learn it better but yeah it was on tuesday two hours after school and then uh wednesday two hours after school every week that sounds exhausting yeah, yeah. sometimes i was falling asleep at the end of the two hours <laughs> <laughs> how did you manage to juggle all of that like there's a lot of responsibilities there yeah, it was, I mean, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to go, to come and race. And I knew uh, if I could get my English better, I could uh, explain to my crew chief uh, what I needed in my race car better. And I feel like uh, that's what I needed to go faster. And so I, <laughs> I, I was, I was mo motivated to do it. And uh, I feel like when you get the passion, it's way easier. Yeah, 100%. I would have to agree for sure. I just can't imagine when I was like 14, 15, 16 years old being like, yeah, I'll go race cars on the weekend and I'll take extra classes after school and do my regular homework and schoolwork. Like at 14, 16, 17 years old, all I wanted to do was hang out with my friends. Right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to do that much. I don't imagine. Did you even have like a lot of friends? Because it seems like your schedule was so busy. I had some friends, but I would see them at school a little bit, and that's it. Like, I was that's always, uh, all I would do is, uh, like, at school when we had, at lunch break, all I did, like, I wouldn't hang, hang out with nobody because I was working out in the gym. Or then, like, at night, I, I had private classes, or I would study for my next race, or do my, my catch up with my school because I would miss so many days. You were Man. also, didn't you play hockey too? Uh, yes, I did uh, until, I can't remember what age, but yeah, I, was, I, I grew up playing hockey. That was uh, the, like in Quebec, I feel like everyone plays hockey. And I grew up, I started playing hockey when I was six, I think, or fifth. And then I always uh, played hockey till I was uh, my second year of high school. 
I played, I played, and then third year of high school, I stopped because I didn't have any any time left. <laughs> oh, I don't imagine so, man. I think I saw somewhere that your favorite team though is the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I'm not sure I understand that. Uh, I would say it's because uh, <laughs> of uh, Sidney Crosby, because he came he came from the Quebec Junior Hockey League, and like. I guess he's uh, he's just I always look up to him when I was playing hockey because he was a really good player and he is he's like so passionate about his uh, his sport and he works so hard like I don't think uh, there's one player that well there probably is but he's one of the hardest uh, wor- worker if it's in the gym or just to trying to get better it's crazy yeah. that sure, makes sure. sense yeah. That makes sense then. Well, speaking of favorites, do you have a favorite Cup Series driver? Uh, when I grew up, I was always uh, always uh, watch Jeff Gordon. And oh now, yeah, yeah, because I always thought it was uh, an amazing driver. And now it's uh, I would say it's Kyle Busch because I've been around him and I've seen him like I've tested Super A model with him and race truck with him. And it's just, uh, it's amazing what he does. Like everything he does, it seems like it's for, it got a reason for it. Yeah. And it's just, uh, every time he talks about the race car, it's like if it's his body. It's really? it's, pretty inc- it's pretty incredible how he can describe it and how he knows everything about how to make it faster. Like he feels, all right, I need a little bit more of that. That's what we need to change. We need this. It's I mean, he's got a lot of experience, but he's he's really good, and it's for a reason. Definitely, Kyle Busch will go down as one of the greatest of all time. Yep. Uh, speaking of Kyle Busch, though, what's it like when he runs Truck Series with you guys? Is it is any part of that intimidating when you're because not only is it Kyle Busch, but Kyle Busch is also your team owner, so he's kind of like your boss, like. Is it <laughs> is it scary when he's on the track with you? Do you want to stay away from him? Do you want to make sure you don't wreck him? Like, what's that like going around the track with him? Well, I, I'm gonna be close to him because if I'm close, I, I know I'm probably <laughs> second or first. But yeah, it's, he's like so good. It, it's pretty crazy how how he can how fast he can make those uh, Toyota Tundra go, but. I'm just trying to, I feel like, like it's a huge help because you can learn from him and you know, like post-race meeting or pre-race meeting is there to give us some advice. And the the coolest part, I feel like it's when we get to talk to him after at our post-race meeting, when he's talk about the race, what he was doing and and being able to compare everything is just, uh, it. I feel like it's really good for me and I can learn a lot from him. No, that's really awesome. You got like a, some inside help there. That's yes. solid. I think I feel like if Kyle Bush, if like if I was a race car driver and Kyle Bush owned my team, he would probably get annoyed with me because I would be texting him and calling him all the time, just asking for advice and trying to pick his brain and figure out how to be better. Right. Like Kyle would hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I think he likes it. I think uh, he likes it to see someone that wants to learn and get better. Okay, then Kyle Bush would like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So it was like in, I think it was, it was, it was 2019 when you drove your first truck races for KBM, right? But you only had like five starts and I don't think all of them were for KBM. The others were for, but you had uh, three DGR. starts? I okay. had three start with the 46 truck at KBM. And then I had the, I raced the 17 truck when Ancrum was, uh, was not sure about doing the whole season. And okay. uh, I raced the 54 at Mossport. Okay. And you had, so you had just five races and that, that, that was last year, but you ended up finishing, like having, um, you had five starts and then you had two top tens in those five starts. So it was like the plan, were you always going to KBM next year or is the good, um, the two, the good finishes that you had in those five races, what led to you signing your full season with KBM this year? Uh, I feel like I always wanted to uh, to race with KBM full time, especially uh, since I've raced full time for them in Super Le Mans. Um, but it always uh, it was all about partners and people that would help me uh, to get to this point. And also last year we were only supposed to race three races, and David Gannon came up with a good deal for me, so I did two races with him and. We actually performed pretty good those two races, and uh, yeah, this year was uh, we wanted to to be full time in the truck series, and I felt like the best uh, place was to be with Kyle Busch Motorsport because I knew uh, the surrounding and I've been there in super late before, so eh, I I think it was the right place to be, and also uh, being able to just get advice from Kyle Busch is, is amazing. Oh, 100%. Now that all makes sense since you already have that relationship. Like you said, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause you were part of the uh, Toyota racing development with Kyle Busch, right? And aren't, I, yes. think I, I think I read somewhere that you're the only Canadian to be a part of the Toyota racing yeah. development. Yeah, I think I was uh, the first Canadian when I signed with TRD, uh, being one of their driver, and it was in 2016 when I won the Car Store Championship, my first year. Uh, that's when they they kind of saw me and saw what I was doing, and I became a Toyota Toyota TRD driver. That's pretty cool. How so? You've talked to us a little bit about your relationship with Kyle Busch, but is it? Is it that way? Like, can you text him, call him, like, when you need advice, when you need help? Is he, like, that open for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's, re he's really good with, with us this year. Uh, we can – I text him to to answer, to get uh, some advice everywhere I go. And he's just uh, – he always answer and – always answer good good response it's not like a, a small response it's always good and clear and i feel like uh, if we if i listen to that usually it's really good it's gonna work out well for you yeah, yeah. and sometimes sometimes we we all get together with a, our my teammates and him on the phone and we talk and we ask questions and he an hour on the phone with us did you ask for advice before Talladega? Uh, before Talladega, a little bit, but I kind of, uh, I knew, uh, I studied so much. I, I asked questions to my team a lot and everyone at the shop, but uh, to Kyle, I, 
didn't text him for that one because I just I felt like I I knew uh, pretty much I didn't have a question in particular to ask and I feel like uh, I was ready because I studied so much that for that race I studied for every race but Talladega I knew I needed to to learn a lot about those super speedway and it worked out because I studied videos and uh, in-car cameras from every, every day last week. And I got to Talladega and I was ready for it. It definitely showed and it definitely paid off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it, for sure. I think it, it helped, that's for sure. That's awesome. So this is this is your rookie season. And you you missed the playoffs this year. But there's like, what, 38, 37 cars in the truck series and you're 12th in the standings right now. Like, I know missing the playoffs is never fun. Like, everybody obviously wants to go make it into the playoffs. But you're a rookie, and you're 19 years old, and, and you're still 12th, and you got your first win this season. Like, how does that – that has – this has to be an amazing rookie yeah, season for you. huge. Yeah, it's, it's good. I always want to be better. Uh, I was pretty uh, – I was not happy about missing the playoffs. Uh, we had like some races that I I did a mistake or something happened that we that was out of our control, and I feel like it cost us a lot of points. And uh, yeah, it was kind of I wanted to be in the playoff and be part of that championship, but now that I'm not, I feel like I got nothing to lose and I got everything. Uh, uh, we can take chances. We can be aggressive on our strategy. Because we don't have to, to worry about those stage points uh, at the end of right. the whole stage. And just kind of do our own deal. And uh, just like we did at Talladega, like, I felt like not being in the playoff. I wanted to win. At this point, I'm like, all right, we're going to go out there. And all we're going to do is try to go hard and win and prove ourselves. And that's what we did. <laughs> it's exactly really, what we did. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. We just kept on fo- focusing on the next races and not about not being in the playoff. And it worked. Yeah. That's awesome. I think I really, I like that though, that like you, you would coming into the season, you plan on making the playoffs. And I think that there's a lot of rookies out there who everybody wants to make the playoffs, but a lot of them know that that might not really be in reach for them. And then also even getting a first win in your rookie season, like that's not a feat that's accomplished every single year. And we saw a couple rookie drivers get their first win this year or a couple drivers in the truck series get their first win this year. I think it's just very commendable how well you've done in your rookie season. And I think it's super awesome to watch you. I was actually looking for your truck because I was going to buy it. Um, There's certain vehicles, certain um, die casts that I like to buy after a win like I get them autographed and stuff like that, and I like to put them on my shelves. I can't find your truck anywhere. Is your truck for sale? Uh, we're working on it. We're working on it, and we're we're hoping we can get it. But there's so many people that are asking me the same question, and uh, hopefully we can get get one made and get a a bunch made because I feel like uh, there's a lot of people that wants it. Oh, one hundred percent. I want it. I need to add it to my collection. That was an awesome paint scheme. I love it. was that. a good paint scheme. I did like that too. Yeah, it was. It, I like the color of it. it. It looks really good and it fits well with the Canac. So it's, it, it was perfect. So 
what if any like do you have any like bigger plans moving forward from here like do you want to stay in the truck series or do you want to move up series or i guess like what's your uh, your long goal here uh my my goal is to to be one day in the cup series that's always what i dream about and right now like if i take for next year i feel like the competition in the truck series is really good and i feel like it's like there's everywhere we go i think there's 15 trucks that can win the race so it's really it's really you got to be on your game and be perfect to be able to to win a race i think so i feel like i still got some some things to prove and i i want to make it make another year full-time next year if uh, everything comes uh like if we can put it together that's our that's our goal because i feel like i still got stuff to prove and i want to go for the championship if i come back next year that's for sure there you go so do you do you not have a contract currently through 2021 with kbm uh not yet we're we're working on it and we're looking at the the option possible and hopefully i can come back with kbm that's for sure and i think a win like that is gonna help me to get a deal together that's for sure and just uh having a good rest of the season is gonna help everything yeah definitely 100%. we hope you're back yep we hope you're back with kbm i can't wait to see you <laughs> i well i can't wait to watch Thank you the rest of the season but you're off next weekend so we don't get to see you race again until the 17th at kansas i believe um, but I can't wait to see next season. Yeah. Do you have any plans for your off time? Uh, this weekend? Not really. Uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna, well, I've been so busy with interviews. My phone has been blowing up, so <laughs> I, I haven't had time to do nothing, but I'm probably gonna relax a little bit with my, my girlfriend and hopefully I can, uh, I can start studying for Kansas. Cause I wanna, I, I wanna just focus on the next one and just uh, go for it and be as prepared as I can going to Kansas. I mean, how awesome would that be if you go to Kansas and you win Kansas and you got back-to-back wins in your rookie season? That would be incredible. Right. Yeah, that would be uh, incredible. We're going there with. We've been there this year and we were, we were not really happy with the way uh, the truck and though, but. We're going there with a way different package, and we don't have uh, any practice, so we won't get to see if it's good until we <laughs> get the first lap in. <laughs> oh. I didn't. I can't believe that didn't dawn on me. That has to be hard for you with your rookie yeah, season, no practice, no qualifying. Yeah, I feel like being a rookie and not having much experience with a big car. Like, I ran a couple ARCA race, and that's it. All I did was super late. And on the on big racetrack and the draft and all the air, aero stuff, I feel like I needed those lap of practice everywhere I go and just also learning the racetrack. But it is what it is. And now I feel like uh, it's kind of uh, normal to have no practice. It feels crazy to say that, but that's what it's been all year. So we're kind of... All right, we're just going out there and <laughs> we're racing and that's. I think we lost you, yeah, Raphael. Yep. You got me? Yep. There he is. Yep. 
I think that's just a testament, right. though, to, to how well your season's been or how well you've done this season that you have done over half of it without practice and without qualifying, and you were still so high in the points and have a win. I think that's that's, a, that's pretty friggin' incredible. That's impressive. I think it. yeah, I mean, it's, we always want to be better. Always want to be uh, better than we are, but... Uh, I've learned a lot, and I feel like I'm a better race car driver than I was at the beginning of the year. And I'm just, uh, I just want to be better and better for the next few races and keep on learning. Right. Yeah. With that, the, like the no practice and any all that stuff, the no practice, no qualifying. Are you like afforded opportunities to do like sim racing, like a lot of these other drivers do, or? Uh, I've been what I've been using the most is uh, every week I go in my my team uh, at the TRD simulator so I can uh, we can work on our setup at the simulator too so that that helped a lot and I can learn the racetrack a little bit uh, I feel like that's our best tool but I've been doing like when we were in quarantine I was doing a lot of uh, eye racing at home oh, nice. like that that's a I think that's a really good tool to have too, but uh, the TRD simulator is something else. It's really, it's it's pretty amazing what they've done, and uh, I feel like it it helped the rookie this year a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. I, I think we have the we have a way we wrap up the show, but I have one more question before we start our wrap up. Um, and we like to ask drivers this: Matt, so Matt and I are very very superstitious people. And <laughs> yep. the last driver we had on the show, we're pretty sure we jinxed him. Um, and he wrecked on like, what was it? Like lap eight of the next race. Yeah, and it was I, super. Yeah, I'm so sure. Bad. I'm sure that was my fault um, because I didn't have his shirt on. So I did that to him. But do you, are you superstitious, superstitious at all? Or do you have any like pre-race rituals that you do or like music or anything? Something to get you in the right mindset or like a rabbit's uh, foot? Yes and no. I would say I'm not really. Usually, I do the same thing, like going strapping in the car. Like I strap in, I do same seat belt first, and then the other one, the other one. I put this the my hands device always at the same time. Uh, my helmet, my gloves always at the end. The last thing is always my gloves. Uh, I always put the wheel before my gloves, always that sort of stuff. I, when I strap in the, my truck, is always this, I always do the same thing. And usually I'll do a, a quick prayer before the race. And like, that's pretty much it. I, beside that, uh, beside doing that every race, the same thing. Uh, like, I'm not that superstitious, I would say. No, I love that. No, yeah. You gotta I have love that. that. Your ritual. Yeah. Yeah, it's I a, love that. the ritual. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, the way we normally wrap up our episodes when it's just Matt, um, Matt, myself, and then the other host who's not here today, Chris, we usually do our greatest take from the previous weekend. So, our greatest takeaway from Talladega, the worst thing about Talladega, and then what would we change if we could? But with guests, we like to change it up. So, in your we want to do this with you in your rookie season 
I feel like obviously the greatest thing that's happened this year for you has been your Talladega win. Um, but your greatest uh, moment of your rookie season, your worst moment of your rookie season, and if you could change anything about your rookie season, what would that be? Uh, I That's a pretty easy one. <laughs> Our, my best moment was Talladega, that's for sure. Right. Then what I was, my worst moment was Pocono wrecking on the first yeah. lap and destroying the truck. Oh, man. And uh, all by myself, I clipped the grass because I, I was judging by the truck in front of me. And I went a little bit lower than him. And he clipped the grass just a little bit. But I didn't see the grass at all. So I went a little bit lower than him just to make sure I could see. And I just destroyed the, the <laughs> truck. And I felt, I felt so bad that day. I, it was the hardest hit I've ever taken. And if uh, it didn't feel good, I was sore for a couple of days, but it was more mentally. I was like, damn, that's terrible. So <laughs> that's, that's what I would change. But uh, we got over it and my crew chief was like, you know, people that hit the, the wall that hard, it usually slow them down. I'm like, well, I hit it so hard and I don't think it can hit, it, it can hurt even, even, uh, it can hurt worse than it worth it that it hurt that that time if I hit it a little bit harder. Yeah. Oh man. So I was like, I'm. It won't hurt that bad, even if uh, we go a little bit harder in the wall. No, it can't hurt any worse than it did. Oh, no. that's great. That's absolutely <laughs> awesome. Um. So what our listeners didn't get to hear before we tell you bye, Raphael, what our listeners did get to hear is that Raphael has actually seen uh, Talladega Nights. He knows who the Frenchman is or Frenchie. And uh, he <laughs> almost, guys, he almost put his hands up during his interview and told them he didn't know what to do with his hands. So we are begging him right now. Yes. Next time he wins a race to please do that. Yes. Next interview. <laughs> just, just let him float up. Everyone who that watches would be the sport, so funny. Oh, it'd be great. Seriously, and everyone who watches the sport will get it. We'll all get it. Yeah. Yep. It would be. That. I was thinking about it, but I'm like, maybe not everyone has seen it, so I'm like, they won't. They might think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not and who at cares? All. And who cares? The people who haven't seen it, they think they can think you're crazy all day long. But the the majority of us who have. We're going to die. Yep. We are going to <laughs> die. Please do. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Raphael, it has been so amazing talking to you. So much fun. Uh, congratulations again on your first Gander RV Outdoor Truck Series win at Talladega. What a hell of a track to get your first win on, too. Right? And yes, the, thank you very much. In the way you did it. And again... Props for that burnout. What an awesome burnout. And we hope we get to see you do many more in the future. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me on this show. Thank you so much for talking to us. Yep. Good luck. Thank you. We're going to keep on working hard. Can't wait. All right. Bye, Raphael. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was Raphael Lassard the most recent truck winner in the Gander RV and Outdoor Series. Um, the driver, Frenchman. The Frenchman. Yes, driver of the number four Connect Mobile One Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports. 
I mean, Talladega, what what a track to get your first win on for real. How incredible. Right? And then like the way he did it too, because he was in third on that restart. He was in third in front of, I'm not even sure it was in front of Ben, ben Rhodes. I think it was actually in front of like Trevor Bain or someone else. And then they got out of line to like try to pass him. And then he came up almost to block them. And then when he saw Ben Rhodes coming, he came down hell of a block. Like Ben Rhodes yeah. had to check up to, to not wreck them both or at least wreck Rafael Assard. And then Ben Rhodes just pushed him and he even had him sideways at one point. Oh yeah. Like, and he held on to it. I can't even imagine. That's so, that's so freaking awesome. That's like everybody up there was trying to make moves and set up for that last lap and, he just stayed patient, waited for an opening, and then took full advantage, and then just ripped it and held on to it somehow, because he was swerving all over the he place, was. man. I don't know. He drove the wheels off of that car. Yeah. Or truck. Drove the wheels off of that connect truck. That's so great. That's so much fun. I thoroughly enjoyed this interview. What a fun, what a fun guy. And he's only 19, girl. I know. Ugh. I know. My birthday is a day after his, but 50 years before his. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not that old. <laughs> He's 19 and has oh. already achieved so much. I swear, just researching him, it was like the youngest Canadian to do, th- to do this. The second Canadian to do this. The first in history. The youngest in history. And it's just like, what the? How do you, we just do an entire episode of everything awesome that he's done and every little thing he's done in history. Like right. Just list it, all his accolades. That's an absolute, hour show alone. It's an hour. <laughs> absolutely insane. He's got to be like the pride of his town and probably even Quebec right now. Yeah. That's incredible. And such a nice guy too. I just hope that like when he was talking about like moving from um, Quebec to Mooresville, North Carolina, and he's going to learn more English. I, I just hope he's around people who aren't actually like, I, cause I'm from North Carolina, so yep. I can say this. I was about to say. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina, so I'm not offending any of y'all out there. I know how my people talk. Okay. <laughs> and can you imagine a French Southerner walking around? Oh my goodness. Just get Get him a get him a coach. Don't learn from the people. Don't learn from my people. Uh, or do. It might be adorable. I don't know. That's too funny. I don't know. Man, that was fun. I enjoyed that so much. But uh hundred percent. Yeah. But we'll wrap this episode up. Uh you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NASCAR WTN or Facebook at Fast Cars and Freedom. If you guys have any questions or want to hear something discussed on the show, you can email us at fastcarsandfreedomwtn at gmail.com. And make sure you guys are hitting that follow, subscribing, whatever platform you guys are listening to on. We would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a, a rate or comment, any little bit of feedback. We love reading, seeing, and just trying to help grow and improve this podcast. And if you guys are following us on Twitter, don't forget to play every weekend. Well, every week, actually. There you guys can enter the contest and win a free Fast, free cars and fast Card and Freedom koozie. Yep. We're actually giving an extra one away this week for Jimmy Johnson. So we got 480 followers. So we're trying to, we're giving one away in honor of Jimmy Jam's final season. Yep. Um, And yeah, that's it, guys. And 
We hope to see Raphael Lassard in Victory Lane again soon. Absolutely. 